0: Hello, Trash Talk listeners. Do you know that this is the 75th episode of Trash Talk? And we're celebrating today by talking to our partners, NGO Plastic Free Seas. How does Plastic Free Seas help the RTHK3 Trash Talk feature? Good question. Well, we work with them to develop story ideas about what's happening in the Hong Kong waste scene. They introduce us to people that we should interview, and then we in turn talk to them about what the key issues are. Plastic Free Seas also shares our Trash Talk features on their Facebook page. So this is perfect timing because Plastic Free Seas is also launching a new website right now. So here with us today is Plastic Free Seas' VIP, Mimi Law, to tell us about their beach cleanups and their new website. So welcome to the show, Mimi.
1: Thank you, Marcy. Thank you for having me here today.
0: So let's start with a little bit just the background of Plastic Free Seas and what you guys are trying to accomplish.
1: Okay, so Plastic Free Seas was established in 2013 by Tracy Reed. And um, so for the past seven years... We've been trying to raise awareness about plastic marine pollution. Um, this the issues is very serious, not just locally in Hong Kong but globally as well. And our mission is to ch- try to change people's way of seeing plastic and how we use it. Try try to get people to reduce the plastic consumption individually, and then also we try to empower them with. Um, strategies and tools to push for bigger change, getting businesses, um, shops to drop plastic. And
0: one of your key ways of doing that, I know, is by taking people out to the beach cleanups. This is kind of one of our favorite stories that by going to the beach cleanup,
1: maybe they see something and start changing a little bit. Have you noticed that? Yes. Um, Besides just Talking to them through presentations, giving them all the information, all the knowledge about the issues by taking them out to the beach and let them feel, touch, smell, and see this disaster firsthand. And hopefully, they feel it in their hearts how devastating it is to the environment and to the animals. Sometimes you do see like animals trapped in like old fishing nets or crabs trapped in like containers or dead animals. So, By taking them out to the beach and by letting them see it, hopefully it will change both their hearts and mind. Oh, Did you find anything interesting on those cleanups? Um, I must say I have seen a lot over the years at the beach. So it's pretty much the same thing over and over. Lots of plastic um, beverage bottles. Mm, Strange. Lots of um, polystyrene. Um, the same usual culprit like um, lots of microplastics lots of um, packaging yeah
0: Hmm. and when you say microplastics do you mean microbeads or like just cut up chopped up
1: uh, chopped plastic? up chopped up at once the microbeads are so small usually I will need a microscope to see them. yeah so you don't know for sure if you're seeing them uh the microbeads yeah no but mm-hmm. the microplastic for sure
0: and so now the community beach cleanups going forward, they'll be every
1: month, you think? or uh, Yes, we generally have a community beach cleanup once a month, except in July because it's just too hot here in Hong Kong. And what if a group wants to do a beach cleanup? What do they do? They can just contact us through our website. They can get our contact information on the website, And then we can customize the beach cleanup to their schedule, the preference for location, their group size, their age, and their abilities. Oh, that's super fun. So you do schools, you'll do corporates, maybe a birthday party. We have done that too, yes. (laughs) Yeah, with
0: parents and the kids. It's great. (laughs) Well, speaking of the website, so tell us a little bit about why is the website so important to you?
1: Yes, the website is very important We've because we've put in a lot of work to put in a lot of information into it to help people take actions. Besides just telling them about the issues, besides just giving them information about uh, what's going on, a lot of people are always asking, what can we do? What can we do? After listening to our talk, they really want to help. And after seeing all that garbage on the beach, they want to do more. So we've um, put in a lot of information and we've put them in categories according to four different personas. So whether you consider yourself as a student or an individual or a teacher or a company, we've got different kinds of uh, actions that you can take. Oh, that's super interesting. That's a great way of
0: doing it, right? Because it dovetails then with when you go in to do your student talks.
1: Yep. Is that or you can have them referenced straight out yes. to the yes. to the website as well. Yeah. We also have um uh, students always ask us many, many questions. So we've got answers for the typical questions so they can look up all those answers and then they can think of more difficult ones for us
0: <laughs> to challenge you yeah and it's perfect timing you know we had the EPD uh, website reduce waste uh, website people in here before okay recently and so I know that they're trying to communicate that kind of information as well how would you
1: differ from the EPD website do you think So we gather information from different sources, referencing the EPD um, information as well. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah.
0: So how can people help in a real way? Like, what are some of your favorite tips
1: and recommendations that, for instance, you give out at the schools or at the beach cleanups? I would say raise more awareness. To raise awareness, like I would tell the students, like, for example, here, I come into your school and I'm talking to 500 of you. So if you go home and tell your parents and all your friends about it, let's say 20 people, and if all of you go home and tell 20 people, that's 500 times 20. So pass the word. Yes. is really important. And we also have information on the website that can guide people how to organize their own beach cleanups. Yeah. Because uh, Plastic Free Seas is a very small organization, so we cannot take everybody in Hong Kong out for beach cleanups. Right. So people if they want to take it on themselves and like take other people out to see what's going on in the beach they can follow those instructions and those information and organize their own beach cleanup and
0: i think you organized a group of volunteers did you not where recently where you're training them up to take people out on yes. beach cleanups as volunteer leaders to lead people to manage the beach cleanups so that's another opportunity with plastic free seas which yep. is super fun does your website also cover does it only cover plastic or does it also cover
1: cans aluminum how to recycle other things besides plastic we cover mostly plastic yeah but some of those sites will have information on where you can recycle the other types of materials yeah, yeah. And
0: during typhoon season, sometimes things change a little bit. Yeah. What are the things that change in terms of beach waste during typhoon season than, let's say,
1: when it's more calm and the dry season? What changes, well, first of all, is the amount of rubbish that gets washed up. But the type of rubbish, I've noticed in the past few years during typhoon season, we see a lot of polystyrene and a lot of beverage bottles. A large amount of those. So those types seems to outnumber all the other types. I wonder if it's because those are like lighter, that gets washed up easier? That's right. Yeah, definitely during typhoon time, right? Yeah. Actually, last year, quite interesting, right after typhoon mangut, I basically went straight down to Lapsap 1 to see the situation. And I ran into a guy there, and he said he was one of the contractors here who had been cleaning Lapsap One. and he said um, they had actually collected a lot of polystyrene, and but they didn't have the chance to get it out of Lapsap One before the typhoon hit. And uh, after the typhoon, he went back, all that rubbish, all that polystyrene had gone. And when he went to um, like like Fa Chun to help clean up, he recognized some of the polystyrene that And his lung fracture is yeah, at the next beach yeah, over. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So it got the, the wind and the waves kind of carried all that up.
0: Which is proof that it's just not going away, right? No. It's yeah. just not going away.
1: Well, then, Mimi, how did you personally get involved in this mission? Through a beach cleanup. When I first did a beach cleanup here in Hong Kong a few years ago, I was just heartbroken. And uh, I felt... I really needed to do something. I wanted to do something to help. So that's why I really believe that beach cleanups do work in a way, not that, you know, we should just rely on beach cleanups to solve this problem, but it works in a way that it helps move people's hearts to get people to feel something emotionally because just intellectually understanding the issue is not enough, I think. You need something to move you. That's a perfect way to end the
0: interview, Mimi. Thank you so much for coming in. Trash Talk listeners, you have to look at Plastic Free Seas' Facebook page. They're very active. They always have great pictures of people coming back from their beach cleanups and lots of tips and tricks on how to reduce, reuse, recycle plastic here in Hong Kong. They're always looking for volunteers to lead some beach cleanups, so... If you want to experience what Mimi experienced in that movement, a kind of love for nature and protecting the environment, head out to a beach cleanup with them and think about volunteering. Thank you, Marcy. Thank Thanks, Mimi. Thank you for Mimi. having me
1: here.
0: You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK on the Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas.